I hear people talking about it, but I never played it myself. I've been playing uh, freaking Cold War in some Warzone. Um, it's good. They changed the Warzone map, so yeah. Um, it's now a totally different map. So I played that the other day because I ain't had very much time to play at all in the last month. So I'm just behind. But yeah, Vanguard is pretty good. I like Vanguard. I don't know because I mean they they dropped the price around Christmas time and I'm just like eh. <laughs> yeah yeah let me see make sure I got everything this hat what's 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 this hat you got oh. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I was, I was just sitting there debating this, and I was just sitting there. I was like, all right, I'm going to be talking to a professional wrestler, and I know my hat can be deceiving or whatever. But it's um, mm-hmm. a podcast I do on the side or whatever. It's just a wrestling trash. Oh. I, used to be in the, I used to be in the military, so like we called everything trash, regardless if it was. Oh, okay, so, okay. All right, yeah, I know all about military life. I was a military brat. Uh, my ex was in the military, so I had to be a military spouse for a little bit. The military, the military was part of my life for almost half my life. So I know exactly, exactly that Dude, lifestyle. So how how was that being a spouse? I know it from the other side, being the you know the supporter. Yeah, I guess I mean you the supportee. So considering she's my ex, you can just imagine how it went. <laughs> so and, uh, yeah, I was in uh, as a kid. I was uh, where was we at? I was in Fort Stewart in um, Hinesville near Savannah, Savannah, Georgia. Oh yeah, I know. Um, um, that's where um, my sister is right now. I mean, she she's not in the military. She she just kind of wind up in Savannah. I lived in Savannah for a little while because I was stationed in Beaufort, South Carolina, right down the road, about thirty minutes. Yeah, and then we went to Germany. I forgot the name of that damn base because I was only 11 years old at that point when we went. But we was there for three years. I can't remember the name of that base for saving my life, but we was in Germany like, for three years. Probably like Ramstein um, or something like that, maybe, right? Uh, no, it wasn't that far from Frankfurt. Whichever one is closest to Frankfurt, I, I don't know. All I know, it took us an hour to get to the airport, and we always went to Frankfurt to get to the airport to come back to America. So I loved living in Savannah. And then, um, yeah, you know, when it was time to retire, my wife was like, nah, we're not doing that. And I was like, whoop, 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 why? Yeah. yeah, that area was cool. And and my ex, she went, obviously, I guess everybody goes to damn basic in South Carolina. Yeah. Um, and then she did the AIT in Fort Lee. Actually, my cousin, who is still in the military, she's stationed in Fort Lee. So, and then we got when we was together, we had to move to fucking Fort Carson. Jesus Christ. Mm. Well, <laughs> it, had to, man. it was you know, nowhere. Uh, well, shit, at least you never had the, um, you never had the honor and privilege in serving in uh, Fort Leonardwood, Missouri. So I, I wouldn't wish that on nobody. <laughs> oh, is that worse? Oh, man. At Dude, first, they was going, all- they was giving up orders to go to Fort Lewis. I was like, I'm not going to Seattle. <laughs> you I ain't going way over there. You crazy. But they changed the Have Fort you ever Carson. been to Seattle, though? Yeah, a couple of times um, okay. for connecting flights, and I stayed there for like a two hours. I was like, but I'm from Atlanta. 
My family from New York, we all moved to Atlanta. It's like, I don't want to go to no damn Seattle. That's the other side of the country. Like, no. Well, I just recently came from Seattle. We stayed there for like four or five days for me and my wife's anniversary. So um, Mm -hmm. the only reason that we went to Seattle, one is just to say, hey, we went to Seattle. But the main thing is my wife is like a hardcore Bruce Lee fan. And that's where Mm -hmm. his body is buried at. So I took her to the grave site for our anniversary. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, other than that, it rained the whole stuff. time. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was there. It rained the whole fucking time too. I was like, that's all I could think about when she told me that. I was like, you know what? I don't think we're gonna be together. You gotta go to see. It. <laughs> 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 I ain't going up there. I'm see, not going. My family on the east coast. You want me to go? All, I mean, we going to the up to the tippy top. Of the edge of the fucking country, like no, I'm like no way, there's no way I'm doing that. So it's, it's <laughs> a it's a difference between rain in Seattle and rain, yes, like anywhere else, because like there it's a tolerable thing. I mean, you can still go run around and you know do your day to day task and whatnot, but everywhere else, when you say rain, nah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it's just rain, rain. But, yeah, and I'm bald too, so it's just like. I didn't have a hoodie or nothing like that. So the rain was just kind of like beating up on my head and dripping down in my ears and my eyes and shit. And I was like, nah, nah, we can't do this. <laughs> uh, so what do you usually re- record this for? Do you put it on YouTube or is this your website? Or? Um, it, it goes to all the major podcasting platforms or whatever. I mean, if we had video, it would go to YouTube or whatnot. But I mean, I see we doing it this way. So it doesn't really matter. It'll have all the audio on everywhere that you listen to podcasts at. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, we sit, we sit okay. here jaw jacking. This ain't too far off of what we already gonna be doing anyway. So I mean, I guess I could do <laughs> the, the intro proper. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know you started already. I was just talking. Just oh yeah, I mean that, that's how it is, man. It's just like I ain't got a, I ain't got no list here, no pre-made questions and no crap like that. We just shoot the shit, dude. Yeah, but I will hit the intro. Shit, I'll probably just leave the other shit in there too anyway, so it don't matter. <laughs> Here we go. You are now You ready for some random shit from Rob? Now everybody stand up and lift your arms. Put your hands in the sky like you're pinching stars. Go piss on Mars. What? It's so random. It's all gravy. The podcast is Rob's. Yeah, go crazy. Yup. And all kind of shit like that. That's what Rob says when he runs off track. Fun fact, tuck that in your brain. Fuck that nutsacks, we act insane. And the fast lane still smooth like butter. Rob, dude, you one cool ass brother. Motherfucker. You might hear that about every other word, but who's keeping count? The ramblings get so random, what's happening? I'm babbling. So much you can't handle me, chattering teeth. Sound like a battle axe bashing the beat. Don't laugh when I speak. Cause really, we're just some idiots. I ain't talking about a little bit, I'm talking fully illiterate. Like little kids trapped in a grown man's body. Acting a fool like Lindsay Lohan party. Like it's a part of your life, we party all night Blackout, that's how we party it right Hit the Walmart cause we bored as shit Instagram and upload the vid <laughs> Look at it, look at it. 
Rob hanging out in the Walmart for no reason. Just Instagramming. He got his phone out, walking around, looking at himself like, hey, look at me. I'm walking through Walmart. It's so random, Rob. It's so random, but that's what we love. Random ramblings with random Rob. Ramblings. Random ramblings. Motherfucking random freaking ramblings. motherfucking random freaking ramblings. 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 What up, everybody? This your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or have you listened to podcasts. If you're first time listening, I'd like to thank you oh so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, go ahead and lean over and give that person a crisp high five. But you got to be cautious of your situations right now. We got Omicron Prime and shit making little Transformers and doing all kinds of other crazy shit right now. You may not want to go, you know, flesh to flesh with somebody else's hands. So what you could do is pick up your social media app of choice and send that person a well-crafted DM telling them thank you for recommending you to me. Speaking of social media, you can find the Random Ramblers with Rob on various social media platforms to include Twitter at 3RShow, Instagram at The3RShow, and a quick update on Instagram at 3RShow. That sorry son of a bitch got that account and he hadn't posted since, I'm assuming it's a he. But they ain't posted shit on 3R Show on Instagram since September of 2015 or 2017. It was a long-ass time ago. They will not relinquish the goddamn name to 3R Show. I want it so bad to where I went out of my way and out of my goddamn pocket to get the trademark for 3R Show so I can be like, hey, Instagram, this my shit. Run it. So that's the status on that. I got 20-something days before it's officially mine. Anyway, you can find me on Instagram, like I said. And anywhere else that I forgot to mention, I got me heated up and shit. Anywhere else that I may have forgotten to mention, you can find everything else on randomrob.com to where you can find many different ways to help support the show. You know, maybe get you a cool little beanie right here or whatever. Not not particularly this one, but there's others. And um, you can see the sponsor, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Go to hooksrub.com and you can get 15% off your order if you use promo code random now got all that business out of the way and I can kind of pick up my conversation where we kind of left off. So joining me today is a man that you have to put respect on his goddamn name. Whenever you say it, and I'm doing it right now. I, I, I had to put all the volume up on that. When I said it joining me right now, I got to make sure I'm pointing in the right direction. One, Mr. Baron black. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty well, pretty, pretty damn well right now. Um, I'm feeling good. It's damn near 80 degrees here in Atlanta, and it's only January 2nd, so I can't complain too much. Uh, but, yeah, I'm doing really good right now. But I want, I do want to say one thing. I do want to say one thing. I appreciate you putting that respect on my name. I, I really uh-huh. do. But 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 this 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 just one line I got to add to it because I, this is what I've been doing in every interview. I just want everybody to understand it ain't just Baron Black; it's the Emperor of AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation, Baron Black. That's what it is. So I, I do humbly apologize. I mean, I, I want to give you the full respect. So I'm glad you pointed that error of my ways out to me. So next time I can give you all the respect that you deserve. 
But oh man, you're talking about this 80 in Atlanta right now. It was 80 something here in Texas yesterday. And then now, as we speak, it's 37. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So I, I woke up yesterday. I was like, man, it's hot in here. I got to go put some shorts on. I can go walk around in the yard by the pool and shit. And then I wake up this morning and I'm like, oh, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. We had tornadoes here like the last two days. And I'm like, is it December or is it June? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, what is going on around here? Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, hey, man, Al Gore. Long past. <laughs> yeah, Al Gore told us about these days were coming. Like, he tried to warn y'all. <laughs> oh, man. Shit, but like, you were talking about. Um... A little bit earlier, whatever, just the military being a part of your life, which is something that I can appreciate and relate to because I finished uh, 16 years of service not too long ago. And then my family is military heavy and whatnot. So, you know, as that relates to traveling and, you know, just going different places and everything, uh, how did that affect your uh, friendships growing up and whatnot? Because I can imagine, you know, because I have kids as well when I was in the military and going from place to place and just having to uproot and do something else and you know you lose your friends here and there but is there anybody that's kind of stuck with you throughout your whole journeys and whatnot uh absolutely not um because we're talking about we're talking about before social media you know really took off yeah you know what i mean so i'm pretty sure like maybe your children and y'all had to move around a little bit they're probably still connected because social media is dominant right now but this was before you know social media really became dominant when I was moving around as a kid. So whenever we got uprooted, that was the end. We didn't see them people <laughs> ever. <again. laughs> that was the end of it. So right now in today's world, it's probably a little bit different because you can stay connected with people online. Yeah. I think whenever we were living in Savannah, um, my oldest, my daughter, she made a friend there and then we had to move away or whatnot. And it was able to kind of keep tabs on each other via Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. So, I mean, you're right in that extent. And it's just kind of cool for me as well, because whenever we were living there, she was a little bitty girl. And now, you know, mm-hmm. just to go back and just peek through the window of social media or whatever, she's a grown ass woman now and she's doing uh, tremendous. And that's just like, you know, the advantage of having social media in this time and day. Yeah. So. What do you think social media would have been good for for us when we was youngins and whatnot? Because I, because <laughs> I can't imagine like going to see Terminator Two and just like the chatter online about that or whatever. If they had like a Twitter or some kind of social media network. <laughs> well, I mean, man, I mean it's like, uh, um, like my time when I was over there, like. I, Social media was just kind of getting started, so we talking about like MySpace and stuff like that. Oh boy! So you know, you know, it wasn't it wasn't really heavy. So I don't know if we on the same timeline or not. I'm not sure, but that's pretty much what we was at. It was it was the MySpace and the chat rooms were still a little bit heavy at that point in time. But MySpace was popping. You know, you had to get your MySpace background popping. You know what I mean? You had to make yeah, it all glittery and all that stuff. <laughs> so it was like it was like that type of thing. So. If social media was like full force, like now, if it was back then, I don't know. I don't know. All I can say is that a lot of people will probably have a lot of 
cancelable offenses on their <laughs> social media right now. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, you keep the theme with social media and whatnot. I mean, you, you pretty much got a company under your, your, your fingertips right now with a, the event Terminus coming up here pretty soon. So how has social media played into being a big factor of, you know, just starting your own company or promotion and whatnot? Um, it played played a huge factor. Like social media is just not about just keeping tabs on people socially that you know and, and you know finding new people to connect with. It's really a vital and important tool, and I would I would go to say a mandatory tool for every business now, no matter what you're doing. Like you have to be on social media. Like social media is like the, the number one way to engage with all your fan base worldwide. So social media definitely played a huge part in um, getting Terminus off the ground. And if you do recall, our initial announcement with our teaser trailer went mm-hmm. viral pretty pretty quickly within the yeah. wrestling world, and it got over two hundred thousand views. Like, <laughs> so without that, as as a, as a, as a tool and as something to use for Terminus, I don't know how big Terminus would have gotten. Because it, it really snowballed from that video to where we are today. And it's pretty amazing to see. And it's pretty humbling that all our peers and fans really are backing it and supporting it. Yeah. So when it came to crafting this uh, trailer or whatnot, I mean, what was the thought process behind it? Um, I was one that really directed the trailer. Uh me and Gresham, uh, we, we you, always bring ideas. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, me and Gresham always bring ideas to the table. You know what I mean? He has an idea. He's like, "Yo, I got this idea. What you think of this?" I, I have an idea. I'm like, "Yo, what you think of this?" So I initially had the idea of the trailer because I just didn't want to put out just a regular tweet. Hey, Terminus is something new. Come join us. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. That was just so average. Everybody does that when they create new promotion. I was like, "What if you mm-hmm. make a teaser trailer?" And what if we, you know, just try to tease all the talent that will be on the show in the trailer without actually revealing them and also tease the location, which Terminus is just basically the old name of Atlanta back in the 1800s. So some people, some people got it. Some people didn't. Only a few people figured it out. On the the teaser trailer, which is funny. I was not one of them. um, Yeah. (laughs) So that's why you had the landmarks in Atlanta. So anybody that's been in Atlanta, they know all those places, all the landmarks that were shown in the TV trailer. Then we had the, you know, the silhouettes of the wrestlers, and then we revealed to the logo. And it was our video. Um, our video guy is excellent, <laughs> and he put that yeah. together. I told him, I just told him what I visually wanted to see, and he absolutely made exactly what I seen in my brain. So it is it, kudos to him. You know, I mean, I might have had the idea, but he put that thing together perfectly. I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> this is the one we put it out. Shit, shout, shout him out, man. Get get that man some work. <laughs> uh, well, he's busy right now <laughs> with us. Oh, very well. He's busy, right, we'll, he's we'll busy wait right now with us. <laughs> we'll wait till after. You know, I'm not trying to flood, flood his inbox in because he's doing a lot of work for us. And uh, he's going to be working with us, from, you know, going forward so i'm trying to make sure that uh 
we don't overload him too much. So he's very happy. He's he's very ecstatic because it, it, the the trailer got a lot of got a lot of feedback, got a lot of likes, got a lot of mention, got a lot of engagement, got it retweeted, quote tweeted by prominent people like Chris Jericho, Seth Rollins, Xavier Woods, uh, Roderick Strong. It, it, it's it's a it's a huge huge list, and we was very excited to see that. It was very humbling to see that word. So I got to hear you a little bit on Grapsity yesterday, uh, go over the card and everything. And, you know, just hearing you speak about the names that will be uh, attending the event and participating and whatnot, it, it's, you, you kind of felt like uh, a proud dad whenever you was going through the card and mentioning <laughs> these names and whatnot or whatever. Did you have a big hand in uh, crafting the card or, you know, picking the talent that would uh, attend or would it, was it a joint effort between you and Gresham? Um, it's, it's a joint effort. Um, and I think some people are a little bit confused. So we we just try to settle, you know, settle this right now. This is a joint effort. Me and him have been best friends for well over a decade. And uh, a lot of people do not know we came up training together in Atlanta. Okay. So we came up training together. That's how we first met. And then we became friends and we became best friends over the time because we used to be on the road together, do shows together. Then eventually our career paths went different ways. You know what I mean? I ended up working with AEW. He ended up working with Ring of Honor, but we remained friends. We were both from Atlanta. So um, we're really good friends. So this is an equal effort thing. Like I'm co-owner of Terminus. He's co-owner. I am co-booker of Terminus. He's co-booker of Terminus. Everything is completely a joint and uh, decision and a completely uh, joint thing that we're doing. So if anything happens on this show, it's something that we both agreed to do. So it's never going to be a one overpowering the other. It's going to have to be a mutual agreement between both of us. So everything you see is uh, something to happen. And that's what that card is. So he brought, obviously, it's guys that I would know more about than he would know about and vice versa. And we bring them to the table and he's like, hey, do you like this guy? You know, how you feel about this guy? Do you think this match would be great? Everything was mutually agreed on. So there's never a situation where I just want this to happen or he just wants that to happen. So, yeah, yeah, I I was like a proud dad because it was definitely I had a a major hand in putting this card together. (laughs) So I did have that feeling like I had a major hand in so did John, so did Gresham. So this is something that we both collectively agreed on. So was there any conversation throughout the whole process or whatever to where y'all kind of had to deliberate a little bit longer than usual because, you know, one was more firm than the other on something? Or you just kind of like, nah, I can see where you're point of view is and we'll just go with this well this is what makes it easy when when you start in something like this rather than starting something uh with, with one of your best friends then just starting some you know starting something like this with somebody that you just you know seldomly know or somebody that just wants to be a partner in, in a business mm-hmm. i i know i know what he likes i know what he dislikes he knows what i like and i know what he dislikes it also helps that we are both we're both very uh, prominent technical wrestlers and we love the technical wrestling style. So we kind of both had the same mindset when it comes to wrestling. So it made it so much extra easier. Like we're already best friends. We both had the same uh, mindset when it comes to wrestling. So there really wasn't much struggles. 
You know what I mean? It really wasn't much struggles, especially on, on the on the card part, on the booking part. It really wasn't much struggles. But with anything, obviously some debates happened, but it it what lasted probably maybe four or five minutes. <laughs> and then we and that's about it. Like it, it, we just figured it out, you know what I mean? Work. So so I mean you you've been friends for a long time, trained out of the same place, correct? Yeah. That's uh, what I think. What I, it's a lot of numbers and letters in it. It's like WW four yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah it was <laughs> WWA four um, in Atlanta. Uh, our trainer was uh, Curtis Hughes. Um, yeah, I think Kiara yeah. came out of that way too, right? Yeah, Kiara Hogan came out of there. Uh, Moose came out of there. Uh, you also had uh, Paulo Cruz came out of that way, out of that one too. Um, Kiara Hogan. Uh, it's it's a lot. Uh, Heath Slater also came out of there. So yeah, during that era when Hughes was uh, running that school, it, it was a lot of people that came to there. <laughs> a whole lot of people. So like, you know, you you two go back and everything, and you have a friendship that that's well over a decade long and whatnot. Was this conversation always, you know, between you two about starting your own business, or was professional wrestling always the goal? And you know, maybe. You know, had that ever came up in previous times? Yeah, as professional wrestlers, as us going on the road, as we was coming up together and going to shows, we always said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do a show one day." Like just passingly and jokingly, we we said that. Yeah, we're gonna do this show. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And then here we are, like over a decade later, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, you still want to do that show?" I was like, yeah, I still want to do that show. Why not? Okay, let's actually try to do the show. <laughs> and then we made some phone calls and I, I, I met with some people that was, you know, that was already interested in wrestling in, in the Atlanta area uh, as far as their buildings go. And I talked to them. And next thing you know, I was signing an agreement with the venue. <laughs> and I was like, hey, are we really doing this show? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's do it. So uh, that's how think, that Do you think timing was a big factor in the whole thing? Because we uh, got the news not too long ago about uh, ROH's change in direction and whatnot. So uh, it seemed like perfect timing to me just looking at it on the surface and whatnot. So uh, do you think that had any factor into, you know, what you have going on January 16th? Uh, no. And it's funny because, man, it's funny how the universe just works. And stuff just kind of falls into play. You know what I mean? It kind of goes with that saying, like, everything happens for a reason or anything like that. I firmly believe that. Yeah. So, um, no, this, like I was telling you, this is something we've been talking about for years, just passionately and jokingly, and then talks became serious. It wasn't until 2020 that we really started talking, like, hey, I think we should do it, you know, this year. I was like, okay, let's try to do it. And then, bam, we know what happened in 2020. <laughs> that, that was the end of that. So we just put it on a back burner. And then next thing you know, uh, it looks like we was coming out of the pandemic. And, you know, I was like, hey, we might be able to do this. This is the first time we talked about it seriously again was earlier this year, probably around March. So I was like, hey, when when do you want to do it? When, when do you want to do it? And we were actually shooting for November. Mm-hmm. So... 
we were shooting on November. The, the, everything was planned for November. And then uh, a lot of other stuff happened where he had to work for New Japan and I had to do a weekend for AEW for a fall, um, full weekend. And yeah. he was looking at that weekend. So it, it became too much. So he's like, okay, let's just push it back to next year. It's, it's not it's not that big of a deal. And then, you know, we already had pushed it back. And then next thing you know, Ring of Honor comes out of nowhere and says, you know, they're, they're, you know, changing their operations, going on hiatus. So it had nothing to do with that. That's just something that just unexpectedly happened. Like nobody knew that was going to happen. <laughs> nobody knew yeah. that was going to happen. It just came out of nowhere. So I was like, oh man. So, so, and that's before we even got to announce the show. The show was already set before mm-hmm. they said that. So I was, so I was like, you know what they're going to say when we announce, right? Like, <laughs> I know what they're going to say. I was like, I, it had nothing to do with that whatsoever. So, but yeah, this show was well before Ring of Honor decided to do what they was going to do uh, as far as their business model. Word. I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see what that may look like here coming up in April, but fuck all that right now. We talking about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, had you ever ha- had any experience planning something like this or just, you know, in general to this scale? Um, to this scale, because this is the highest scale I've been as far yes. as promoting a book and a show. I have done shows before. I have ran shows before in Atlanta. Um, I had done, I did two previously. Uh, Moose and Impact before he got signed in Ring of Honor, I ran his show that he did in Atlanta, um, which was actually successful. And I also ran an Atlanta show for a promotion called New South Island, Alabama. And that was in 2019. So, um, yeah, so I one was very successful. One wasn't too much successful. So I got the taste of both sides. So I really learned from that point, uh, what to do and what not to do, how to handle things and how not to handle things. So when uh, when John came up, came up the idea of, are we going to do our show? I was like, I'm prepared now. I done ran two shows. Now, so I'm, prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prepared if you really want to go ahead and make this reality. And, um, mm-hmm. We can do it. So, but if those two shows wasn't on the scale of this show. And so mm-hmm. this one is definitely a way bigger scale word so i mean i will be there i will be in attendance and the way that came about i mean i seen the uh the you know the trailer that y'all made very well put together shout outs to your producer and i was like man i wonder what this is going to be first of all you know i didn't know the thing about terminus in atlanta proper so i was like oh man it's like walking dead or something what we what we doing (laughs) (laughs) everybody did that everybody and you know and you know what's funny as we was coming up with the name, and I was like, the name has to speak Atlanta. You know what I mean? He wanted to get across that it would be a new style of wrestling. That's why Martin H. Grappling is part of the name. But I was like, it has to speak Atlanta because core for the core, we was doing this for Atlanta. We really didn't expect it to get to this point of how big it got. But it was like, this has to speak Atlanta because Atlanta used to be a hotbed for wrestling. Back in old school days and, and, and leading up to the 90s, it used to be a hotbed of wrestling back when you had all those territories, especially in the NWA territories. And and there's so many wrestling fans here that are not getting served 
you know, entertainment or pro wrestling on a regular because the national TV, you know, the national TV companies don't come here that often, which is also kind of odd. But <laughs> but um, there's so many wrestlers. I mean, you got, I mean, you got so Tyler Perry there with a goddamn 200 acre freaking compound there. You think a lot of more filming and everything would be going on down that way. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Hollywood understands it. They're here all the time, all year round, but pro wrestling seems to just keep skipping over. But it had to do because the market is a little bit, is a little bit, uh, they got a little bit finicky because wrestling wasn't dominant for so long. And this is a party city. This is an event party city. So it's like, if you want to throw something, it better be something big and nice. Otherwise, they ain't coming. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like it's, it's, it's that ruthless so people yeah people will try to run here and they don't draw too too well and and, and you know we had other promotions uh around atlanta try to run but you know they was trying to run on a smaller scale not really trying to tip the hat you know tip the scale on the independent market to really get atlanta ignited again as a hype bed yeah a hot bed so i was definitely like this name has to speak atlanta but i didn't want to put the word atlanta in the name so I was like, I have to do some digging and some research and, and figure out what can what can I pull from the history of Atlanta. And soon as I went to research the history of Atlanta, that name popped right out. I was like, that is perfect because people are going to know that name simply because yep. they watched The Walking Dead, <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to it's going to promote itself. But people do not know the reason why Walking Dead used that name. Walking Dead used the name in this show for the same reason I named my show Terminus because it's, it's a historical connection to it. Man. So it's kind of funny. I found that out while, while we were searching the name of Terminus from Atlanta. So I was like, oh, they're using it the same way we was trying. We're trying to use it. So, Word. but I knew people we're was going to, less cannibalism. Was gonna, <laughs> yeah, well, less cannibalism, obviously. So I knew people was going to really hook to that name because it was on that popular TV show. So I was like, Word. But later we're going to tell them the real reason and the real backing and the, and the real definition of what that name is and what it means to Atlanta. Well, so. I, I look forward to seeing the video package at the opening of the show because I mean I know your man going to put something magnificent together. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he will. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, so, so is this the litmus test? for the both of you or whatever to see if this is going to be something viable and keeps carrying on, you know, however often that you have planned to do it, or is this just going to be a one and done just to say we did it? Um, Like I said, we talked about doing a show uh-huh. and that's what we talked about doing. Um, Same thing AEW every- said, right? <laughs> <laughs> We thought, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the same thing AEW said, but they, they like that was a whole nother animal. <laughs> yeah, <I understand. laughs> then what's going on? Here. But um, yeah, we talked about doing a show, and and that's what we're playing for right now, and that's what we're working towards. Uh, and we, who knows? Who knows what will happen in the future? What will happen later on down the line? I don't know, um, but. We treating this like the Bill Belichick mentality. We ain't looking past what's in front of us. We're on to the 16th, and that's that. Like, we ain't looking at nothing else right now. <laughs> we, look, we got this first one is very important. 
this first one, uh, how big it has grown, has the potential to be very historic. Um, and we're focusing on making that first one be that special and that historic for the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I'm going, and I'm I'm, I'm be up honest in front with you because I, I feel like as a man, as a human being, that you should always be honest with the people that you speak with and engage with. So mm-hmm. I seen, seen the trailer, got excited and everything. And I was like, oh, Baron Black? And Jonathan Gresham, I was like, oh, I mean, because I, I don't, I don't know your backstory, so that's why I was kind of like, wow, I didn't know, you know, they had ties like that. So mm-hmm. I was like, huh, I wonder, I wonder where this is going to be going at. And I think y'all said it's going to be on fight and stuff, right? Yeah, it's it's been announced right. for so, fight. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm I'm going to watch this thing. And then the homie Will from Grapsity DM me, he's like, <laughs> hey, you want to? I mean, just straight out of nowhere, he's just like, hey, you want to go to Terminus? And I was like. Hmm. Never really crossed my mind. Then I got on uh, Expedia, looked up a flight from Houston to Atlanta, and that motherfucker said seventy dollars round trip. I was like, "Yeah, I'm going." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my boy Will. Boy. <laughs> that's my boy Will. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, they're they're coming too. They they let me know, and um, and I'm glad I'm glad y'all coming out. I I really I really been pushing uh on social media that. If you're a wrestling fan, you will want to be in Atlanta on the 16th. Mm-hmm. But I understand that everybody has the means, so that's why Fight TV will be broadcast live. But trust me when I tell you, you want to be there in person. <laughs> I'm going to give you out of money directly <laughs> rather than fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, so I, I appreciate you. Yeah, so it was like... um so I, I I found the flight. I was like seventy dollars. Oh shit, I could do that. And so I was like, I, I went to my wife because you know you <laughs> you always yeah, gotta approve yeah. it with, with with the second hand. So I was like, yeah. hey, there's a show I got invited to in Atlanta on this day and this day. She's like, ooh, we can go to Savannah, which is four hours away. And I was just like, so wait a minute, yeah. you trying to co-op my trip so we can go to Savannah? <laughs> So I, the whole time, the whole time was me trying to sell her on going to Savannah another time because the way I planned on doing this, I'm a I'm a land Saturday night, I'm gonna be there for the show Sunday, and then Monday I'm rolling out, and you know I'm I'm in and out. But with her, to add her to go to freaking Savannah, we would have had to land Saturday night, get a car, go straight to Savannah do whatever there, turn right back around, come back to Atlanta for the show while they sat in the hotel because she didn't want to go. She just wanted to go to Savannah. And I'm just like, man, yeah. man I, this is too much. <laughs> this is too much. Yeah. That's a lot. So because, so because of Terminus and because of Will, I had to book two trips. So I have one to go to Atlanta for Terminus. And then in February, <laughs> I got to turn around, go back to Atlanta to go back to Savannah because <laughs> it's cheaper that way to go, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so when when are you going to Savannah? Uh, you, yeah, well, it's going to be a little bit after that. I mean, we didn't have any oh. specific time frame that we wanted to go, but we know we just wanted to go back to visit. And oh, I'm just so like, y'all set, why you? Y'all didn't set it. Y'all didn't set it up yet. Oh, it's set up. It's it's, it's down. <laughs> it's done. Because I because like I booked it and I swayed her on going in February, and now I was like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and lock this in now so she can't change her mind. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, cool. But like I was like, oh, y'all adamant about going visit Savannah and everything when we could have lived there and retired there, but all right. <laughs> yeah. But shit, I am very so much so excited about this show. I am very appreciative, sir, of having you on my podcast and everything to talk about Terminus and all kinds of other random stuff that we spoke about earlier that may or may not make it into this broadcast, which more than likely it is. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add about your event coming up January 16th in Atlanta, Georgia? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Um, the whole uh, the complete card is announced now. The live stream is announced. We just announced the commentary team of Lenny mm-hmm. Leonard, Dave Prezak. So, um, but people think it's winding down, but we're really not. There's a lot of other announcements coming for <laughs> <laughs> Terminus on Jan 16. So yeah, they think they got it all, but it ain't all yet. Trust me, you're going to like the other announcements that are happening that are related to this event on the 16th of January. So, like I said, I'm going to say it again. Um, Ticket sales have been outstanding. We are almost to capacity. But when these other announcements come out, I know people are going to want to come and buy tickets and be there in person. So that's why I'm telling you now. Get those tickets now <laughs> before it's too late because these other announcements are going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you the question before uh, before we signed off and everything. You have a match with Bandito, mm-hmm. which blows my mind yes. just to say that. So, yes. I mean... How you feeling, man? I mean, I've seen the promo package and everything, so I mean, you don't have to go too promo-wise, but like, how are you feeling, sir? <laughs> um, I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling very, 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 very focused. I mean, I'm talking about the rock focused, like Word. in the Iron Gym early in the morning. Like not, I'm, not I'm the rock focused. like Jumanji with the with the smolder, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more focused than uh probably have ever been simply because I'm wrestling Bandito mm-hmm. for the Ring of Honor World Championship. This is going to be my very first ever match for a world championship in my hometown. In my backyard. Word. Just miles away from my house. <laughs> so you best to believe I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to be on one. And y'all going to see a form of Baron Black y'all ain't seen yet because nothing will make it even more sweeter than already running this event than leaving that event world champion. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's potential for some beef going on or whatever. Because, I mean, Gresham is the goddamn champion. I don't know what this bandito is. Well, I'll put it to you like this. <sighs> certain things happen and certain things just fall into place. Yeah. 
Unfortunately, Bandito did get COVID around final yeah, battle. True. And he couldn't compete. And since he couldn't compete, he never yeah, had to compete for his championship. Yeah. And then we come to Terminus, and then it's like, hey, I made a couple of phone calls. I was like, hey, is this a thing or am I tripping? And <laughs> they was like, yeah, it is definitely a thing. This is why Jonathan Gresham is the holder of the original Ring of Honor World Championship. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, okay. Then I think it's time for me to bet on myself and roll the dice. Very well. Very well. <laughs> so yes, you there are two champions. Um as that company has stated. So you have the Ring of Honor World Champion, and then you have the Ring of Honor original world champion. So yeah, I, I, I come to you know since it's Gresham, I call it the Ring of Honor World Pure Championship. Yeah, that's what that's the title he has given it. I'm just echoing the title that Ring of Honor has actually said themselves. So, but he has the right to make his championship however he wants. Yeah, is because it's his. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and and so it does I, and it does have a nice ring to it too. So mm-hmm. yeah. And I I, I do have a, a final question for you. It's just an observation mm-hmm. of being a wrestling fan for many 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 years. Um. It is uh, about a particular move that uh, black professional wrestlers seem to do a lot, and it's the flatliner <laughs> or downward spiral. <laughs> the pay dirt, the, you whatever oh. they call it. <laughs> so, so, so you know about this, right? We were just talking about this last week at training. <laughs> I'm telling you, dog. It's it's a real deal. I have, oh man! Matter of fact, I'm I'm a, I'm a DM you the thread that I started on um, Twitter because nobody believes me or whatever. I started a thread that I've seen in person and clips that I've collected from watching professional wrestling of black people doing this move. So I dubbed it our <laughs> move. The flatliner is our move. So you oh, know, man. respects most high to uh, to Gato and Canyon. You know, Gato for uh, doing it in Japan and canyon for making it popular you know bringing it to the u.s and everything but mm-hmm. as of now we, we, we're claiming this move and whatnot so far that i will be at terminus <laughs> with a black hat green letters uh-huh. and a red power fist that says flatliner <laughs> <laughs> flatliner lord and mercy i don't know how that became a thing but it is i don't know i don't know how that came i mean I'm but we, we was just man. talking about it we was just talking about that, and I, that's why I bust out laughing. I was like, "Man, it's so funny because <laughs> it's so accurate." So it's nothing. You can say. I, I got my man. Uh, I got my man Brian Keith here from uh, he's a heavyweight champion down here at New Texas Pro, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to talk him into it. <laughs> you know, every time I see him at the show or whatever, I'm like, hey, man, you "Bust out the flatliner, dog!" <laughs> oh man, bust out the flatliner! Oh man. That is funny. I mean, because cause I know, man. You, I mean, you gotta, you gotta make it make but, sense. Yeah, you make it make sense and have it fit into your move set. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a thing. I don't know when it became a thing, but it's, it's definitely a thing. Word. <laughs> it's kind of organically became a thing, which is so it makes it even more funny. So yeah. yeah. So 
I'm 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 just saying, man. I mean, if you put it in there, you're doing it for the culture. <laughs> oh, I damn sure won't be doing it. <laughs> That's not part of my move set. <laughs> hey man, like I'm um, saying, it's a wink, it's a wink and a nod, man. It's a wink and a nod. <laughs> I won't be doing it. It's it's not my forte. That's you know, I'll Very stick well. to my my submissions. You know, I mean, I'll stick to my submissions and, and my strike and my power moves that I like. Um, but it wouldn't be shocked if I actually see one during terminus. It wouldn't shock me. Oh boy, let's speak it into existence. <laughs> it would, I would, it would make my day. It would make my trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh man hopefully but, hopefully hopefully you get your wish oh please but uh before we go before we wrap and everything let everybody know where they can find you on social media uh on ig and twitter it's the emperor uh t-h-e-e-m-p-b-r-u-h you will see my big ass head so you know, you know, you know, it's big ass head. Actually, this picture y'all see right now on the screen, it's gonna be the same one. It's mm-hmm. gonna be the icon. Word. And um, I would say add me on Facebook, but I'm already at the friend link and add more people. So find me on IG <laughs> and Twitter. That's where I live at anyway. I don't be on Facebook that much. Um, and just mm-hmm. be on the lookout. Uh, TerminusTickets.com. If you've been on the fence about coming to Terminus, just come on down. Uh, Especially and, if you're uh, in damn Houston, it's just seventy dollars. <laughs> yeah, if you're in Houston, come come on, man. It's it's it's, it's an easy trip. It's, it's what the, what Grandma used to say. It's a jump, skip, and a hop. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it's it's real close. So just come on down. Um, there's limited tickets left, just to let everybody know. So you're gonna have to act pretty quickly. You know what I mean? We can't we can't be on that late time. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be trying to do it the day before and then you're like oh ain't, ain't no tickets left well hey tried to warn you so Word. hop on it it's going to be a historic event um, going to have you know two world championship matches with mm-hmm. two very 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 talented African American wrestlers myself mm-hmm. and of course one of the best in the world Jonathan Gresham and, and we're going to see a lot of great talent, a lot of great diverse talent. So it's going to be a good night. Word. And as always, you've been a guest of the Random Realms with Rob podcast. So the door is always open for you to come back to promote your next big thing. Hopefully there's another term in this show. And uh, just, <laughs> or just shoot the shit. <laughs> okay. I will take you up on that. I will definitely take you up on that and remember that. But, coming back or promoting another Terminus show. <laughs> I, I'm talking about actually coming back on this show. Like Very I well. told I you, we're on to the 16th. I can't see nothing else. <laughs> you are right. All right. And 